This is Agents Influence Podcast. I think the thing that I'm, I'm most interested and excited about is just the, the, the simple tools that are being developed that are making a big impact on the way that we communicate and, and deliver and service the whole way of, that we do insurance. Just the video proposals thing, just making our, our buddy Chris Langell's quote bid through Advisor Evolve. You know, that's something that people just can't stop talking about. You know, I mean, that, so it's like, you know, very specific tools that are easy to understand, that you understand why this is going to impact your business. And, and that's, that's exciting to see, I think, for me. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Agents Influence Podcast, Conversations with Jason Cass. And today we got an awesome one. They're always awesome. But for you loyal listeners, this one's dialed in for you on a personal level. I got my man, Joey Giangola. It's it's just the way that I say it. I say it a little unique. That's why Joey loves me. He knows when he hears it, it's Jason calling. How are you doing, Joey? good man this is the deep cuts this is for all the true fans out there that's right i like that deep cuts that's good i like that actually jojo man how you been doing i can't complain living the dream i think in some form or fashion just depends on what that looks like in any given day how's life for you well i mean life is good life is fast Life is fast for everybody. It's I'm all over the place. My roles have shifted at my agency. We'll talk a little bit about that as we go. And I'm more engaged, really, in agents' influence ever than than ever. And that means actually getting engaged in the industry. So a lot of I'm really reconnecting, going back to a lot of these quote unquote meetings slash conferences slash brain shares slash events. I was just at Ivan's Connect last week. Well, actually this week, this Monday. And just getting back in that, you know, seeing a lot of the connections that I've created over the last 18 years, but now saying, kind of looking at the industry and I want to talk about like the things that I'm seeing and the way that I feel about the industry. But besides that, man, moved into the house, uh, got live now, don't live in Centralia anymore over in Edwardsville, Illinois, when we bought the agency there, finally found a house, gave my wife what she wanted. She wanted to live on a lake. We live on a lake, absolutely gorgeous view, looks right at the sunset. And be honest with you. I don't think I realize how lucky I am. I got bought me a boat, pontoon boat. It's just a little one, you know, nothing special. And it ain't even a new one. Bought me an old seven. Don't need any of that new stuff. What's that mean? I just need it to float and allow me to drink my beer on it and allow my kids to jump off it. That's what I need it for. Looking at doing a couple other agencies, building a bunch of things in the insurance industry that we're getting ready to uncover over the next six to 12 months. But besides that, You've been busy as well. Tell me about your life. My life, personally or professionally? Doing both. Well, personally, first, I guess we'll say, uh, added to the uh, the roster, if you will, at the Jingola household, added a fourth little one. So that's been an experience lately, I'll tell you that much for sure. I think everyone's getting adjusted, but that's been a big switch. But uh, mostly just plugging away at the good old agency nation, doing the good work of the, the independent agents, fighting the good fights, and kind of telling that story, sharing that message, and being involved with that same community that you just spoke of. Yeah. Attacking, we're doing the same thing, just attacking from different angles, right? Isn't that right? You could say something like that, sure. Kind of, I guess not the exact same thing, but yeah. But you know what? First of all, dude, are there going to be any more 
and Jingola soldiers born. Or are no, we done? That's it. We're done. That's it. That we're done. We're done. Okay. Five, I just, is, I just... uh, five is irresponsible. <laughs> oh shoot. Oh, Joey. 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 Your your mannerisms, the things you say, your one liners, they're just fantastic. I miss you so much, man. I saw you, uh, you know, they were talking about video and that there was a, for all you loyal listeners, there was a uh, post, I think it was yesterday. It was yesterday. It was the day yeah. before. It was it yesterday? Okay. So, and a post about somebody said, it was Bradley Flowers actually said to, I really don't know that guy. I really don't know him. I need to get to know him. And he said, who's the, somebody out there who does, um, who's killing it in YouTube, right? What I was amazed was, is like when I'm sitting there reading the names and I'm like, Oh my God, Like, no one has mentioned Nicholas Ayers. No one has mentioned Ryan Hanley. No one has mentioned Joey. And then boom, about 10 down, 15 down, seven down, whatever it was down, boom, they throw this name up. Now, there was some very good honorable mentions there, Joey. I'm not discrediting anybody that was on there, but I'm thinking to myself, I don't think you're seeing enough of what's going on if you think some of these great people who are doing are killing it on YouTube because I think they're gonna be. I think they're gonna be Joey, no doubt. But like Hanley and you, Nicholas. I mean, you've been killing it. You know that was the answer. That was the question in the post. Who's killing it on YouTube? I know you're humble, Joey. So you're not gonna agree with anything I say. But what do you think? I get. I take bad YouTube advice very personally. So I, I'm not saying that I have all the answers, but I have seen a few things work. And yes, I think we like to know about each other, but we don't really dive in enough to actually looking at the things that we're producing and, and why they're working and how they're working. You know, we just kind of hear some names tossed around. And that's, I think, always important, right? You know, kind of really dive in and, and see yeah. and, and kind of deconstruct and reconstruct and, and all that fun stuff. Of If somebody is doing something that you think is working first, you know, we want to make sure that it actually is working, you know, validate that and see. But then put do that thing and then kind of take your own spin on it. So, yeah, I think just pay attention and, and reach out. And, yeah, you know, like you said, like I, I didn't know Bradley really before yesterday, but we jumped on a call. You know, just kind of told him a little bit of what I knew, and it was a good time. And he, that dude's uh, killing it in the insurance podcast space as well with the Insurance Guys podcast. See, I did not know him. Did not did I see him floating around? But he's like me; he doesn't represent himself with his podcast. I don't either. You know, I just am like, hey, I'm an agent or whatever, and that's the way people recognize me. So I, I think the same way with him. So yeah, no, I don't know. I mean. I love the awareness that's going on, the awareness in so many areas, the awareness, we just don't say marketing anymore, like literal marketing, like automations, uh, content writing, uh, podcasting. I mean, podcasting's blowing up. I mean, Joey, dude, bro, like if me sitting here talking to anybody besides Hanley, you know what I'm talking about. Like no one was doing this, you know, eight, nine, 10 years ago, because we weren't even in this industry. And then it was kind of like Handley and then me and you and, and it's like nothing, right? And then just like, <laughs> like in 2016, 2017 is just like it became Podcast Alley. And really that's not true. There's started to pop up. In the last six months, it's been Podcast Alley. I really do. And some people, I had a guy ask me when I was in Nashville this week, he said, so, and I was telling him about this. He said, well, so how do you, do you, do you like that? Being a veteran podcaster, do you like that? <laughs> I said, absolutely, I do. Yeah. Absolutely, I love that. 
I, this isn't about me. This has just been a platform to amplify people's voices. So if I've inspired or people have come up with their own ideas and ways to create more platforms, oh my gosh, that means there's 10 platforms. Now we're going to get it out 10 times quicker and 10 times more volume. And not only that, what, what did JFK say? Rising tide rises all ships. That's is a classic example of it. I, my listeners are going to go up and downloads when you want to get into a personal level into a, how it affects me personally. I know that by there being more podcasters, there's going to be start being more people that listen to podcasts in the industry, which means they're going to listen to mine just like they do some of the others. Now I'll tell you, I've listened. Now, Joey, you know me, man. I've listened to a couple of them. I think they're terrible. A couple of them are, but that's just the way they are. Mine was oh, too. Man. So I think they can just listen to it. What do you think about all this stuff that's going on out there? stuff as in like insurance podcasts or just the industry kind of maturing and just the industry. Yeah. Just it's moving fast, isn't it? Faster. Let me put it that way. I don't know. I guess I've, I've lost my sense of speed a little bit. Maybe I don't have, I kind of, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm, I'm in, maybe it is moving fast. I don't know. I don't really know how to answer that question to be honest with you. I think if you're not paying attention, it certainly is moving fast. I'll say that. But if you're paying attention, I think it's, it's moving at a brisk pace, I would say. You know, for some, it's probably not moving fast enough. Good point. That's exactly, it's a great point. I definitely agree. I just see too much stuff going on out there. What I've seen happen, Joey, is something that I've talked about a lot in the past. Hanley has, and you and I have even done a couple podcasts, maybe even done a blog, I don't know, but the Xennials. I'm now seeing Xennials coming through really hardcore. I had literally... Two different agents in the last couple of months tell me the same exact thing. And one of them was Wesley Anderson. The other guy, I don't know if he wants me to say his name, so I won't say it. But he said, the reason why I love you, Cass, is he says, not only do you get it, he said, but we're the snot-nosed brats in the room that no one will listen to because we're trying to change the industry and transform it. I mean, these are guys who are coming in that have no no insurance background whatsoever. They just looked at an industry that needed technology and so they went and created it. And I'm not talking insurtech. I'm talking about agencies. I'm talking like fully automated agencies that are running right now. Well, actually not fully, but pretty close. That's the thing that's so exciting about this, Joey. And I'm going to talk about this at my keynote, which I'm telling you right now is going is to be the best keynote I've ever delivered. I'm so excited about it. I've put so much time into it. And one of the things we're going to talk about are those three models that are there now. There is the traditional model in the AI system. There is what we call, I've got another name for it, but I'll give it to you guys as hybrid model. And then we have a fully automated model. The fully automated model has not been created yet, but the insure tech companies have given us the piece to allow that to happen. The traditional, obviously, is 80, 90, 95% of the independent insurance system. The hybrid is about five, maybe one to 5% of the industry, probably 1% of the insurance industry. And then no one's over there in that completely automated system. And I think that's the beauty of what's going on right now is there's so many people that are Nicholas. Nicholas has done a fantastic job to get people to understand video is important. And Joey, that has been your rallying cry from the very get-go. You know, it really has been. And whether they listen to you, whether they listen to Hanley, whether they listen to Nicholas, the industry is listening and they're investing their money and time in video. And that is exciting stuff. What do you think? I mean, it's nice to see, 
you know, things like you said, like things that we were doing. Yeah, the video thing is the one that surprises me the most because doing videos since like 2011 on YouTube. And it's just, it makes so much sense. It's a visual business, right? Where it's a face-to-face business and there's nothing that translates that faster, more effectively than just sitting down and doing a video. And I think, you know, seeing where people have taken it to, you know, where this whole video proposal movement has kind of come up and that's something that agents are, are getting around. And, and I think the thing that I'm most interested and excited about is just the, the simple tools that are kind of being developed that are making a big impact on the way that we communicate and, and deliver and service the whole way of, of that we do insurance, you know, the video proposals thing, you know, just taking you know, our, our buddy Chris Langell's quote vids through Advisor Evolved. You know, that's something that people just can't stop talking mm-hmm. about. It's like sometimes like, listen, I get it enough. Like we get it. <laughs> it's just too much at this point. You know, I mean, that, so it's like, you know, very specific tools that are easy to understand that you understand why this is going to impact your business. And, and that's, that's exciting to see, I think for me. It is, it is. And then even on the business side, Joey, on the business side, things are moving. You know, it's the reason why I retransformed into agency intelligence because no one was talking about that. And it's really great getting people out there, like getting Jeff Roy and giving him a huge platform, giving Billy Williams a huge platform and kind of laying out some of these new ways and understanding. It was amazing. What we're starting to realize is that at the end of the day, basic business principles don't change. The basic, basic. And usually the ones that were on top of the basic, you know, those pretty much were staying the same as well. And then there was a bunch of business principles that could change depending on your industry or the time or the type of person you're dealing with, whatever. But we're getting so deep into business is literally becoming fluid that the economics of it are the same, but the social aspects of our business and talking, I'm not talking about social media. I'm talking about the social aspects in the, that happen inside our agency with our employees and the way they are interpreting a space. You know, the difference is, is that back in the day, back before, you know, the baby boomers and and the Gen X, they were told, go find a job, right? That's what they were told when they, when it's time, hey, go get a job. Today, those same people are being told, those millennials are being told, go get a job that makes you happy. And when they do that, the problem with it is, is the workforce has never been a place that you're supposed to feel happy, right? It's like, it's, it's the iron fist thing that we can't believe worked forever, but it did. You know, I mean, you could pay women for less. You could sexually harass them. It was no big deal. You could go over to your salespeople, pound them, pound them, pound them, make them work, not pay them overtime. You know, you could do whatever you do. Now I'm not making like that this today, but it be, we came from that to now we're coming to a workplace of you're actually expected to do that. That's why I think this customer experience, when I talk about data people process, Joey, and my the great separator presentation I'm doing, when I talk about people process, I'm talking about people. I'm talking more about the employees. I'm talking more about the employee experience just as much as the customer experience when I'm talking about people. And I think it's, a, it's ideal that you have to have these type of people to be able to collect the data and the processes and all that. But that's where I'm really... I've just, I like, there's so much stuff changing right now. And that's when I, when I say, Joey, when it's going fast, fast, that's what I'm talking about. Like it's, there's, it's kind of like, it was like, Joey, you know what I'm talking about in 2012, dude, it was like me, you, Britton, Handley, and a couple other guys. And everybody thought we were stupid. They're like, what are those guys doing over there? Yeah. Why don't you guys get the work? Why don't you guys start selling some insurance or whatever? And they had no idea that we actually were. 
and now it's like people are coming to me with ideas in different ways. And I'm just like, holy crap, like there are some smart people out there right now, like really smart people. And they're going to push the game. Well, I am fascinated by, like you said, the people that have no industry experience, really no tie to it whatsoever. You know, they're in their late 20s or early 30s or something or, you know, mm-hmm. and, they're, and they see this opportunity. This industry. I, those people fascinate me. I kind of want them to be yes. like a, an exhibit at the zoo. I just want to look at them and study them and just <laughs> yes. understand what it is that makes them do the things they do. But yeah, it's, that, it's fascinating. Joey, I mean, dude. You just said it perfectly. I'm serious when I say that. Like, they fascinate me too. Like, Wesley Anderson is a great example. I just did a podcast with him, so you'll probably hear it before this one. But no, probably not, Joey. I'm going to tell Sarah that this needs to go to the top of the list. To be honest with you, it'll be out ASAP. But I did this podcast with him, and this guy, I mean, is so cool. I don't know exactly how old he is. I think I'm, if I'm a guesser and I had to get close, I'm going to say 24 to 26, 27 maybe 28, probably 26 to 28. And he has a automated agency. Like he has salespeople in this agency, but basically in a nutshell, it comes in, it goes to a VA, the VA collects the information, does the quote, gets it all ready, sends it to the agent. The agent gets on the phone, calls the client, boom, gets back off, goes back to the VA, it's processed. And then all the service is done through a service center. And that's it. Now, what's amazing is, is so much of the automation, which is unbelievable. It's not like you just give it to the agent like it is today and the agent sits there and calls. No, they use like Sky broadcast and they'll drop voicemails, you know, into people don't know that for all you loyal listeners. There's something out there called Sly broadcast where instead of you calling somebody, you can create a message and you can send it to your client's cell phone or I think cell phone, maybe you can do home, home phone. I don't know that, that very much, but you can drop it to their voicemail. And instead of ringing their phone, it goes right into their voicemail. So then they look up and go, oh, I got a voicemail. My phone didn't ring. And then they go listen to it. It's been shown to increase your conversions and getting people to actually call you back rather than looking at your number and saying, oh, I'll call back later. But if they see it pop in there, it's something they do. So they use those type of techniques and other different types of automations to get that person to call in. So sometimes the salesperson is not so much reaching out with that quote. They're actually sitting there waiting with the quote when the person calls in because they're coming through this automated process. It's very deep, but it's amazing. And and, and then he was like, yeah, well, he said, Cassie said, the only thing that limited me from really taking it to the next level was people. And I was like, what do you mean, dude? And he's like, well, like I I didn't have enough people, right? He's like, my machine takes people. I've got to be generating. I need a large pool of people. So he's like, I'll just go to Los Angeles. So he just jumped over to Los Angeles real quick. Keep in mind, this dude was not even in the insurance industry. He's been a tech geek. His dad had him, instead of learning how to ride a bike, he was doing doing programming. His dad ran a tech company and and all kinds of stuff. 100%, no relation to insurance whatsoever. So he didn't know any better. He jumps over to LA and he gets, uh, reincorporates, gets all new licenses, gets hooked up with carriers. Because he doesn't know that like you don't have to do that because he has no insurance background whatsoever and creates another automated agency out there only because there's more people and he's killing it out there. And now he has two of these hybrid automated agencies and he's a CTO for another tech company. I mean, are you serious? Like, and this dude's for real. And then I start, you know, nosing around and there's like three, four, five or six of these other people. And I'm thinking, well, man, there's probably a hell of a lot more than that. That was not the industry of 2017, 2016, 15, 14, 13 that we knew about. 
And that's the industry that's coming. That's the industry that's here. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, right? Because if, you know, that's the, I don't want to say it's dangerous, but because the tools that are currently here and, and on their way, when like scale is is really kind of this very accessible thing, the agents that are still doing it their way will, will have a, have an interesting morning routine at some point, right? And I'm curious, I'm curious to find out who's right in the process because I just talked with a, a mutual friend of ours, Carlos Vargas. I had him on my podcast, and and one thing he said was that he thinks the service center thing is is what allows his his agency to keep growing, that they're, they're the people that are there to handle the thing when it goes wrong and, and all that good stuff. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, and I can't argue with Carlos because what he does works pretty well from, from what I can tell. And so mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how that works. And I think maybe it's that expectation will kind of be retrained or be re-expected or it's just, it will be a different thing at some point. And, and again, much like you said, like, you know, in 2012, is that is what is happening right now? Is that the thing that will ultimately just become? Of course, why not? You know that makes sense. And why why do I need to? Because what I what I fall back on is what is the one thing that you or me or you know insurance agent doing their job right? Like what's the one thing that you always felt like you did better than everybody else? And that's understand the situation, be the risk manager, tell them something to protect themselves in a way that uh, nobody else would right? Understand the market have the insights, have the experience and leverage that. If somebody was coming to you and paying you for something, it would be that, not your ability mm-hmm. to process a car change. And are you actually even adding value in the process? Because you know, I have like, I can remember doing this like maybe five times where I have like, I just never was a PNC guy, but you know, just when somebody would email me about a, a car change, it's like, ugh, like why, why? Like what is happening right now? And, right. and it's, it's these things that I think, it's going to be a fun game to, to kind of watch play out. I'm pretty excited to have front row seats for it. Well, like Nicholas, uh, him and I have very good conversations. Love that dude as well. And him and I talk. And, and he said, Jason, he said, in a nutshell, this is pretty much what he said. He was surprised that once he created his own behind the scenes, you can do your own changes on my website type back end. He created his own for all you loyal listeners out there that don't know. And the way it is, is when the auto, when that change comes in, he would simply say to them, you know, here, we have two ways of doing this. Now I can take down the information. I can get it to my team. They can get it through. We'll get your ID card as soon as we can. I think I'm serious. He even says like in 24 to 48 hours or something like that. Keep in mind, loyal listeners, he lives in that type of uh, population. That's cool to them. Or you can go online and you can put in your own information and you will get it probably within about 10 to 15 minutes because then it was automatedly done. It was sent to Marble Box. Marble Box had been this process that then they would then kick it back out to the client through email or text or however it was. But the point was, he said, Jason, I was, when I wrote, wrote the, did this, he said, I understand people weren't going to do it, right? He's like, it was going to be very few. He said, but when I trained my team to say it every time, he said, you would not believe how many people actually went and did it. He said, I thought maybe 10%, right? He's thinking maybe 30% actually did it. It really blew his mind. And then he said, what even really got him is the person who he had told to do it the next time never even called. They just went right online and did it themselves. And he really started realizing if I can take out those friction points, I can add value along that line. He said, they will do it. And at that point in time, that was a huge thing for Nick to say, why do I need this brick and mortar? Like, why do I really truly need this? Like these, I can have a VA answering the phone saying, hey, if you can. 
And so anyways, I just think that there's, there's different ways to enhance that customer experience. Let me go back to something though that you said, Joey. You said, the question is who's right? We already know who's right. And you know that. I'm not saying you what you were saying was wrong, but I'm saying to loyal listeners, who's right is the customer. So if I want, if you have a type of agency that there's no way in the world that your customers would go to a service center, then if that's truly what your customers think, see, that's the problem right there is the agent, then yeah, don't send them to a service center. You should never do that because somebody needs to service that type of people. There's, I'm going to be honest with you. There's always going to be that type of person that doesn't want to call a service center. I think in 30, 40 years, it'll probably be that way if we still have traditional sites. I just do. That'll be that people. It's going to be very small, but it'll be those people. But if they want to do it themselves, then allow them to do it themselves. If where Here's where I think we're going to get messed up, Joey is we, as an agency, as one entity, we'll try to do many things to service many customers, the customer who wants to do it themselves, the customer who doesn't want to do it themselves, customer who wants to partially do it by themselves, yet they don't, but they do, but they do want to pay online. They don't want to pay online. That's where we're going to have a problem in our industry and in our agencies, because you can't do that. That's where you have to become niche focused and not niche focused on the type of product you offer, but the kind of client you're serving, meaning in the fact of, If they want to be, for instance, I'm generating, I am creating right now with some guys, I'm working hard as I can to create an automated agency. That will not be part of the insurance alliance. That is a totally different model. It's going after a totally different customer. It's going for a totally different need. We're looking at it for, we're going after people who are looking at insurance differently. And it's way different than my whole brain has been thinking my whole life. But looking at it as an entrepreneur, I realize, wait a minute. Someone just because they need quick home insurance right now and don't have time to call an agent or they want to, they're not wrong. That's what they want to do. So if I'm smart as an entrepreneur, I should create a mousetrap just like I create a mousetrap for these people who want the traditional. What do you think, Joey? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you think that you can build the trap and make it profitable, you know, I think people get lost in the, you know, they don't understand the margins and what it's going to take and the scale and the scope and the things like that. I mean, assuming all of those things check out, right? That you're going to have enough volume of people. You're going to be able to attract enough business, uh, how you're going to get it. You're going to have the access to the different locations and or markets to make it happen. And I think then, yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. That's the key right there. That's the key. You just said it. Access to the markets to make it happen. That's the hardest part that we've had so far. And that's why I believe that we can get it done where other people can't. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit NBS Brokerage dot com cast certified i think that i have made long enough connections in this industry over the last 10 or 15 years that i actually haven't pissed everybody off that i actually do have people out there who have especially in these insure tech world who they love being the snot-nosed kid in the bride that yeah sure we'll give you access to our api i mean for sure now they've told a lot of other agents no 
So I think I think where we're going is very interesting. But here's the thing: is that it took this new push, this new wave of agent, and actually saying, "Hey, the agent today is not going to look like the agent tomorrow." Right? We've been hearing that many, many years. We've been saying that, Joey. I don't think we realized like what that meant. Like we still pictured ourselves with AI and machine learning enhancements inside of a traditional agency, which there will be, but. There's also these other models out there that can be created and that are wanted by the industry. And I just think that that blows my mind. And I really think that the industry is moving so fast. I was at Ivan's, you know, talking about all the things that Ivan they're doing at Ivan's Connect. I mean, Ivan's, they are doing fabulous things to try and get us access to our data. And don't get me wrong. I, you loyal listeners know the way that I feel about applied and all that data stuff. But I will tell you, as far as Ivan's, I mean, they do have an API. You can open up your AL3 files that come through Ivan's. You can open them up and you can read them now. Um, you can pull that information out. You can create converters. So when you start thinking about how I was been on the Ivan's advisory board for four years, we were not even talking about this stuff. We've been trying to get them to do it. But now... The carriers are now starting to get their asses together as well because they're like, hey, I got agents saying they're not going to represent us anymore because we don't provide this type of service. It's now really starting to bite them and I'm, I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. I'm just sitting here just, just tickled pink. Really am. Really am. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I feel like it, this is something that I'm kind of, it sucks that we still have to be fighting about like in 2018. <laughs> I, I no, I'm I'm just I'm True. being serious. Like I always like called it fighting forward or fighting backwards, right? Like I would much prefer to fight forwards and fight backwards, and we always seem to just want to fight backwards. I like that, and so I, th- I think if we kind of yeah, the API thing should have been ten years ago, right? That's my biggest thing. Like, it, will we be able ever be able to make up that ten or fifteen year gap? Whatever the thing is, eventually just come and just it won't happen fast enough. What does that look like, and and all that good stuff because. I don't know, but it can be trying at times. But again, I'm, I'm interested to see to see what happens because I don't think either one of us can say for sure how long it's going to take. So what do you think on the word at uh, what that has to do with applied and little Google partnership? What, you, what are you thinking about that? I don't know. I mean, I haven't read up tons on it. It just came out like two days ago, but I don't know why applied needs Google's money. But it seems like the big boys that we were worried about coming in and just stomping on the industry or finding ways to buy their way in, they're just kind of, you know what I mean? <laughs> yep, yep. I, I don't know if you also saw, like, I think this was a couple weeks ago, but Travelers also announced a partnership with Amazon where they're, like, providing smart home kits and stuff like that. Yeah, actually, I did see that. I did see that. But see, I didn't, and I didn't incorporate that as to be in a partnership, but it's probably just as much or we don't know exactly what Google says. Everybody just knows it's big because they said nine figures. Yeah. So in my opinion, I think it's 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 what I talked about in the podcast that's going out today, Joey, with Justin Goodman. You got to listen to it because I talk about companies doing exactly what they're doing, but I recorded it two weeks ago. So I actually had to do a snippet in the podcast to drop in and say, hey guys, listen to what I'm saying here because this news just came out about blah, 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 Google. And my point is, is that data will be worth more to other people 
than it will be to you. Your data in the future will be worth more to other people than it is to you. And that's not like marketing, like, oh, hey, let me tell you, let me know if Susie is, is pregnant so that I can send her, you know, a gift card for, you know, diapers. So that's a very, that's a top layer level of using data for each other. I'm talking second, third, fourth layer of using data. And what I think is interesting, Joey, and if you and, and take this thought and think about it, and, and, and I'd love to get your thought on it after you've thought. Yeah. I think the value of insurance agencies in the future could be, yes, how much is your revenue, but what's your data? Because I think there's going to be a value tagged and assessed with businesses, just not insurance, but with businesses. And the reason why, like if someone comes in and they buy a shoe, right? The data that that shoe store is going to have is, yeah, okay, they know the size of people's feet and, you know, they're, they're their customer information and stuff. But the data that an insurance agency has is huge. I mean, we're collecting data on people's lives and their contents and their, just their lives as general worldwide. And I think that there's a lot of value that comes into that. Well, I mean, again, I don't think I'm qualified to answer this question. So just let's put that disclaimer out there. However, okay. in my infancy knowledge of, of the amount of data that we might have versus somebody else, I think, I think the people that, that want it already have as much of it as they need. Meaning Facebook is going to probably know more about me than my insurance company, possibly. I think Google, with my having my Google Pixel phone in my pocket probably knows more about me than I care to admit, especially with all the permissions. I was just going through my smart home stuff yesterday. I'm like, oh man, like just, I feel like again, privacy, I don't, I I think privacy is going to be the last frontier to, to how all of this shakes out. I think data is valuable, but it's the, maybe it's the context in which the data applies and how the relationship matters as to where that might make sense. Because just looking at people on a spreadsheet as ones and zeros, that's kind of what we've always been able to translate. And that's what nobody's been able to figure out yet. Maybe that happens, maybe it doesn't. I personally think it will ultimately happen. It's just a matter of, again, what period of time are we talking about? And the one thing that really kind of made me start to think as I was watching an interview with Jeff, I would say Bezos, but people are saying Bezos, Amazon. I don't know. I think it's it's Bezos too, but whatever. What he was saying is don't underestimate what type of jobs will exist in the future, right? If you went to somebody in 1920 and said there's going to be a, a career or a, a, a job of massage therapist, they'd say you're out of your mind. Nobody got, mas- nobody got mas- there was no massage therapist in 1920 or whatever it was, right? So it's that's even a pretty like generic like you like that if you just think about that for a second, like in the amount of time that that has become mm-hmm. a thing, but we think like of course that makes sense. Why wouldn't we have somebody to you know rub awkwardly on our skin? I mean, it makes sense, but. So it's like, what is that thing? And again, back to the whole fighting forwards, fighting backwards thing. We're really fighting to hold on to things that we really don't want to do anyway. So at the end of the day, like if somebody said, do this or go do that, there's probably something else that you would pick. We only have to do this, we're only conditioned to do this because of the way things have been currently set up and constructed. And this has been the most tolerable Mm -hmm. thing that we've found success at, right? Right. And you're, yes. And I agree. And so you say, so the value I think is where it comes in there. So um, security is exactly right. It's how much are we going to allow people to invade our privacy, not security, privacy, Uh, that too, but privacy. Here's the deal. If, in my opinion, if the consumer will forget their privacy, if they can be met with value and convenience, 
And so they'll, they'll give it up. I do every time. You know what I mean? But it used to be, you know, people never wanted to get others to give their social security number out. I never get anybody that, and my staff is, I don't take information anymore in my agency, but I have never heard them say to me, oh my gosh, that person wouldn't give me their social security number. We just don't have that problem anymore, right? And that's like our most important thing that society, the society we, world we live in has given us to like, hey, keep this secret. And we just willfully give it out because we know that number one, we have to, but number two, it's just the way that it is. And I think we also understand, I think we're starting to understand that the privacy you're being followed. You're being watched. That's just the way it is. But let me give you an example. So, and, and I apologize, loyal listeners, if you've already listened to this off of another podcast, but you know, cause I just kind of said this was, well, this is important, Joey. So, so the health insurance company knows that Joey hasn't been to the gym lately. So the health insurance company notifies the gym and says, Hey, you know, because of their data transfer that they're sharing with each other, and they are also sharing data and knowing with your watch that, It's not that you just haven't been going to the gym. You haven't been working out at all lately, which obviously this isn't Joey because Joey runs every morning like a fanatic. And so, but let's just say- I don't run. I never run. I hate running. I work out though. Work, sorry. Okay, work out. The last time I saw Joey and he was working out, I said, Joey, what'd you do today? He said, I did sprints on the beach. To me, Joey, that's running. Okay, I don't know about you, but that's- I sprinted sprinted occasionally. Okay, anyways. So the, the Apple Watch is now telling all this data is collecting. Because of knowing that information, the gym now can send you a thing that says, hey, if you come in in the next three hours, we'll give you a free smoothie. But they also know that the wife is busy and you have four kids and they know that she's working or she's after school doing something because their GPS that they're sharing, knowing that she's not going to be in connection through calendars, however it can be. So then you get an instant email from a babysitting service that says, hey, um, for every hour you buy, we give you one hour free. Now, all of a sudden, here you are, you've got the incentive, everything is kind of going your way in order to make your life easy. Now, that's a very simplified, actually, that's very simplified meaning of what I mean. But you can think about it when it comes to a claims adjuster. How many times are us loyal listeners, you get in a call from loss control or claim saying, hey, I can't, I don't know the person to call or what's the phone number? It's not working or where's it at? That's all information that we're looking up in our system. It needs to be connected. It needs to be done so we can get real-time information to know that, okay, boom, we're hooked up with the body shop and here's the checks getting cut out. All these stuff having databases that work together. Side note, now this will cause a riot. This is the reason why I believe in Tech Canary. I think Tech Canary has a long way to go as far as living up to being one of the big boys and having the services and the capacity. But I believe that Salesforce is the platform that the majority of huge companies are going to rest their data on. And I believe being in that ecosystem is going to give me a leg up in the future to be able to access data in a better way. Now, Applied, they said, maybe not, Cass. We're going to go hook up with Google, right? But you know what, Joey? When I heard that they were doing that, I said to myself, okay, my reason and thinking of going with Salesforce has just been validated, in my opinion. That's in my world I live in. So that's where I think the data sharing is going to become vital. And that's where I believe that your revenue is going to be important. But if you have great revenue and great profit, but you have no management system and no data or anything to work with, your value is going to plummet just like that would now. Now I think that's going to be amplified in the future. So I think, and this is, um, it's interesting that you said that because I was thinking to myself, I can't remember, a couple of weeks ago, it's just that, you know, this whole like, marketing thing, right? Inbound content, you know, building relationships, education. That's a thing that's that's going to probably be close to 20 years. I mean, it's, it's like a hundred year old concept. It's not old, but like 
when this stuff mm-hmm. works, right? When things are connected in that way, you know, there there won't be a consideration period really anymore in some way. You know, it's the the awareness and the, what's the consideration period you're talking about? I think I know where you're at, but I want to meaning meaning period. you know, it's it's going to be whatever babysitter service is sending that offer. Now, how do you control that? How do you manage like what does that look what does that environment look like? I don't know. That sounds, you know, that's the wild west. And that could get messy. It might be like a toll booth sort of thing. I don't honestly know what that, how you mm-hmm. manage that thing, but the acquisition of business will be happening so fast, like at, at milliseconds, because like you said, like these things will be just triggered by events. Like there will not be a time to think uh, there will be like, I think there is something that just innate to us, like where we want to hear other people's opinions and thoughts on things. But for a lot of things, it's just about you know putting it right in front of you, being integrated, and like you said, having everything lined up to where there won't be a consideration. Now, Joey, I love what you say because I'm going to use it now. The consideration, the consideration time will be non-existent. I love this because you can go back to 2015, 2016. I was talking about, because I got a lot of feedback at the time, about the mobile app or the fact that your client will shop themselves because every piece of data they'll need that we request today or the company needs at that point in time to get a quote will reside in the apps in your phone or will be very easily to be accessed. Like you got all my banking information in there, everything. Now it's, you know, all that. To where you get an email that says, you know, hey, your insurance wants you to know is getting ready to go up 2%. Click here to get a quote now. Boom, you click it click the button and in 20 seconds later or a minute later, it comes back with boom, here's your quotes right here. And you select one of the quotes and it says, Hey, the only cha- thing that's changed from last time is we increased this coverage or lowered this coverage. Let, let me, now let me stop you. Right, go, ahead, let me, go Let me, me stop you right there. See, that's what I think we, I think that's the part that, that there won't be quotes, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There will be no consideration yeah. time. It'll just be, you'll be automatically, Again, this is privacy, permissions, regulation. All of this is like, we're just sitting here like just really just spouting nonsense. Really is what's happening because there's so many other factors mm-hmm. involved in this actually being reality. A lot of variables. But when that level of information is available and it's able to be processed in a way that can be actionized, I don't know if that's a word, but you- I like it though. You know, it can be put into action. That might be more proper English. That's where things get interesting because- why do you need to go through all of that other stuff? And then that's just, I think, an ev- that's an evolution period that we might have to get through. I personally, you know, you know again, if Amazon, if Amazon, if Amazon could just send me some things like when I'm out and me having to do nothing, I would gladly let them do that. You know, there, there are things back to the convenience, right? If it made my life that much more convenient, if you said, hey, listen, never, never shop your auto insurance again. Just always have the right coverage for the right thing at the right time. That, that's probably reality sooner than we think. That's beautiful, Joey. Never shop your insurance again. Just have the right amount of coverage for the right thing at the right time. That is fantastic because that's what it'll be. You really start to think about it. You could start to sell insurance off supply and demand. The supply and the demand would be the reserve. So if everybody had a rate out there and it was built on the reserves like we do oil, right? It was built on the reserves of cash that the insurance industry had. And then boom, here comes Michael, knocks him out. And we see through transparency that the reserve dropped 50%. People would then know, okay, 
for the next 30 days, 60 days or whatever, you're going to start to see that my insurance is going to go up, right? So instead of it being a $1.07 that came out today, tomorrow I'm going to be paying $1.11. And they can see that. So there's a lot of benefits, a lot of downfalls, but there's a lot of benefits to that in the fact that the people know what's going on, right? So for all you people out there who are talking about how we're commoditizing and stuff like that, don't go there right now. That's not what we're talking about. We're trying to talk about another concept, okay? But you can see that like when gas prices go up and Iran gets sanctions put on them, you kind of know through the news that, oh man, that's going on. It still sucks that gas prices go up, but it's more tolerable because it's more transparent as to why it happened. I think when you allow that to kind of happen and then you allow, just like we do gas stations, doesn't mean that you have to all be at the same price. And so maybe one across town is usually two or three cents more and that's where your wife or spouse or whatever drives to. It could be very simple that you still have these same insurance companies. And one may say, yeah, but instead of you paying $1.07 and they're moving you to $1.11, you hook up with me for the next 30 days, I'll give you it to it for $1.10, right? So now once again, that will all be automated as well. But what my point of all of this is, is I think whenever you do that, you, you could probably stabilize the rates a lot more. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm certainly, I'm certainly not smart enough to like, like actually have this conversation. <laughs> but when things are in that environment, right? Like yeah. there are things that can be calculated and forecasted and projected and, and just really kind of set on autopilot that we really can't even, you know, imagine right now. And it's just a matter of will we let it happen again? Whether it's just from consumer demand or behavior to regulatory to in this case, you know, sometimes potentially carriers and the companies that we have to go through. I think some of it will become kind of irrelevant. Like, again, like switching from a dollar. I don't know. Maybe it will be that fast and that easy that you might. <laughs> this sounds stupid. Like, this sounds stupid. So I don't even know that I want to say it. But you might switch insurance companies twice in one day. I agree. You know I, mean? I agree. No, I know that sounds stupid now, but that does not. We will play this 30 years from now and be like, Joey, we said it right there. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Like you'll be changing every, I've not said twice a day. I've thought like every couple of days, every 10 days, every 15 days, you just may just be constantly just moving left and right. Now I agree. And that gets it now, once again, right? Like, Hey, do you want to switch to this insurance company? Hey, yes. And then it pops up and says, Hey, have you recently had a kid? Is the wife pregnant? Are you thinking about getting married? If you say say yes to any one of those of these, you know, check here, and then boom, that's where they get it. Well, then that's where they get more customized service. You know what I mean? Maybe that's where, maybe not in fifty or hundred years, but in 10, 15 years, that's where the agent is important. That's where the AI technology is then out there realizing everything that goes on and delivers a message to the agent before the guy. That's the point. There's the point right there, Joey. He doesn't even he or she doesn't even have to click what they're been updated in their life. AI technology is already telling the agent what's going on. And that's when they're proactively reaching out, you know? So, so yeah, I, uh, and maybe, wow, Joey just thought about this. Maybe if we use a gas station as the same example still and insurance is the gas, maybe it's the auto and home premium. That's very basic. You're barely making any money off of it, but it's the ancillary products around that the AI and machine learning and the information of technology things, those type of things are transmitting that information back to us. That's where we actually make our money is selling our snacks and selling our drinks and stuff like that. But it's selling those other products around the auto and home is where you actually drive that. That's just the way you get them in. You know, that's interesting. I've never really thought of it and put that together that way. Pretty good together, Joey. That, that sounds a little depressing, but I mean, maybe. It does. It doesn't sound sexy, but here's the no, deal that I've learned. Doesn't. 
as a I love yeah, being I don't want to be hawking twenty five cent winter fresh gum packs, but you know. <laughs> no, but you you but we wouldn't be doing that. But anyways, no, we're not making we're not selling the chips and stuff. Ours is selling the life insurance. That's our chips, right? Selling the disability insurance. That's our soda. You know, that is selling selling the yeah, other what makes you think that those are going to be any less disrupted in this like super advanced, you know, absolutely uh, uh, reality that we've created for ourselves. Absolutely. Here. I don't either. But here's what I do know. And then I know this because Daniel Burris and IBM have told me the same exact thing. The future is relationships. And everybody who's in insurance gets excited about that. And they go, oh, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. we were going to win. No, 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 no. You're not going to be able to enhance the relationships. Like my boy Jeff Roy just said, I don't know if you saw the, his thing. He put it in the mastermind, Joey. And I know you're a busy guy out there. But he said, AI technology will not replace agents. But agents who use AI technology will replace those who don't. Now, take that to yeah, the bank right there. I did see that. And that is right. bomb diggity right there. Well, if you see it in the mastermind, why don't you do a like every once in a while so we know you're alive, Joey? I'm a very stingy liker. Yeah. It's more like I'm a distracted social media user. I just I get so infatuated with what I'm doing, and I forget all the time. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Okay. I'm very, well, you know yourself, and I like that. You're, you're very self-aware of the fact that you're terrible yeah, at that. Terrible. That's it. You've got to have a starting point, Joey, and you found yours. I know. You, well, this, they say uh, admitting it is the first step to recovery, right? That's what they say. That's what they say. I think a lot of people say stuff, though, that we just say sounds cool. The other day, I heard this guy. He says, well, ain't nothing happened until a sale happens. I said, no. I like that. Actually, actually like nothing that. happens until you find somebody to sell to. You know, I think the prospecting is actually the most important part if you really want to get down to it. I mean, if I sit in my basement and I tell nobody that I'd sell insurance and I just sit here, I guarantee you I'm not going to sell anybody, you know, but if I can at least find one person, I got a chance, you know, what what Jim Carrey say? So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> Joey, yeah. anything else you think that we should rip apart and tear apart here? It's been great talking to you and you and I can sit yeah, here for I another seven hours. I think the 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 hole we 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 opened in the fabric of space and time is is large enough for today. <laughs> so yeah, Joey, I I always um, look forward to you, Joey. I want to let you know also. I did uh, I pitched you and I and I knew that if they said yes, you would say yes. So I just kind of spoke on your behalf for you. Oh. But the Independent Insurance Agents of Illinois, one of their guys was asking about what this brain share was and stuff like that. So this was like I've been talking to this guy for like three months. But I guess, I think they just made their decision in the last couple of weeks and they didn't call us, so we didn't get it. I'm trying to pitch people to make them understand how great this brain share type of event is. If you um, are an agent and is being, uh, looking for speakers or conferences, tell your com anybody that you normally watch these speakers and they're boring as can be and it's the same old conference, tell them that they need to talk to Jason and Joey because Joey, here's the truth of the matter, bro. AI brain share rocked. Our, our hotel was better. Our graphics were better. Our communication was better. But the event itself, like deep down, everybody will tell you it was the best one yet. The only person that will not tell you that is me. I have yet to say that it was the best one yet. And I will not say that. And the reason is, is I think it went a different, it helped me see that we need to go in a different direction. But you were missed, Joey. You were missed in the fact that like, I designated a person every hour to take the microphone and help lead the discussion with me. Not an easy job. What they all no, it's not an easy job at all. 
And what they all didn't understand was they all thought that that was their time to have the microphone. <laughs> no, 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 that's not bad. I'm not, I'm not downing anybody. Everybody did fine, right? But from what I was trying to get in, it's such a new concept, Joey. It's hard for people to feel comfortable being in it, let alone being a part of it. And so you and I had just, I just hadn't realized like how this is not an easy thing to lead a discussion because you know how it is, Joey, you and I did, after the first 20 minutes, we do very little talking. We're just kind of making sure they kind of stay on track. You know, actually you're trying to make sure I stay on track, but I didn't have that this time, man. But yeah, that was the thing about it was, Joey, is that I really, it's not easy, brother. It's not easy doing what you did. And it wasn't there. And everybody's like, oh my God, this is so awesome. I'm like, yeah, but you weren't here last year. You weren't here in Chicago. Like the camaraderie was great. I think what was a kind of a wow factor at this one was there's a bunch of young bucks in the room that really kind of wowed people. They, yeah. they, I'm serious. They really kind of so wowed young people. Young stallions, like, huh? Like, yeah, it was like, I mean, they were like, what? And I opened my eyes to a lot of things. And so I think it was more of a shock and awe factor. And there was great conversation. Don't get me wrong. It was the bomb. I loved it. But I have to talk to you a little bit more about that later on and some of the stuff we got going on. So Joey, wrapping it up, man. What are you guys doing over there at trustedchoice.com that someone should know about? You guys are doing a lot. Anything special you want to give a shout out? I mean, no, when's I mean, your next event coming up? What's up? Well, you know, we got our big event, Elevate uh, 19. Elevate 19 will be in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, March 24th, 25th, and 26th. So head over to elevateconference.com, shameless plug, if you want to. We call it the biggest uh, unconference in the insurance industry. So I know you don't like conference, but yeah, there will be speakers. So it's all right, though. No. But it is an unconference. But you know, and you you know that I have you have my support. Three events you should go to: innovate, elevate, brain share. It's just the way it is. Loyal listeners are sick and tired of hearing me say it. But a different aspect of all of them. What is cool though is how many times this year at the brain share we did talk about things like, hey, you remember when so and so was talking about this at IAOA? Hey, you remember when somebody was talking about this at Elevate and it was great that we were able to bring all those ideas. A lot of us had went to the same ones so that they bring those ideas and actually break them down in a room. And that's been my whole goal from the whole get-go is to try and get everybody to let's let's utilize our things for different topics and different methods. And and I think all three of the events attract a lot of the same people, but there's about 30, 40, 50% of the people that would never know of the other without the other. And I think that's the beauty. For sure. I really do. Yep. I really I do. Yeah. Joey, they want to get a hold of you. How do they get a hold of you, man? Basically, Joey Jingola anywhere on the internet, but Joey at agencynation.com, man. I'm, I'm telling you, there's not. There, you've got, are you the only one? There, well, no, no there's a doctor in New him. York that's Joe Jingola, but yeah, mostly yeah. just me. So he just had to try and up you. Doesn't matter if you're a doctor, you're still not Joey. You're not the Google translator. You're not the Google translator like old JoJo is. Joe, appreciate your time, man. Miss you very much. And in the meantime, everybody, this has been Agents Influence Conversations with Jason Cass. And today it was Joey, it was Cass. And I'm just going to tell you, I mean, guys, we straight killed it. See ya. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is. To, to fix a problem, the first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. 
Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.